Money Mindset This is Millennial Money Mindset. If you want the fruits, you need the roots. We have come to the end of season three of the Millennial Money Mindset podcast. Huge thank you for you for listening, for liking any posts and for giving me five star reviews on iTunes. Special thanks to all my guests this season. It's you who really make the show. I've learned so much from listening to each and every one of our conversations. And I know the audience have got a huge amount of value from listening to your expertise. So thank you so much. And this is the final episode. So I wanted to share with you part of my book, Millennial Money Mindset. If you want the fruits, you need the roots. So the reason I started this podcast originally was to tell people about my book that I've written. It's And this chapter that we're going to release today, part of this chapter, is one that I was almost too scared to publish. And it's about how we can solve the environmental crisis that we're all facing today. So please tell a friend about Millennial Money Mindset and buy the book. It's on Amazon. So get Millennial Money, Millennial Money Mindset if you want the fruits, you need the roots. Today, it's in, it, you can get it in print version, Kindle, or you can get it on Audible version. And you can get an Audible version for free if you sign up to the Amazon 30-day free trial. And so it's a 10-step method to getting money into your pocket, getting time back in your day and for reducing your stress in your life. So please share this episode and all other episodes with your friends, your family or any work colleagues. So yeah, please, yeah, please share, please like and please subscribe. Let's get into this episode. Enough. How much is enough? Chapter 11. What gets measured gets managed and the seven habits of a highly effective world. It always seems impossible until it's done. Nelson Mandela, president of the South Africa 1994 to 1999. As humanity wakes up and looks in the mirror, after seeing through our wrinkles and scars from the past, it will realize how far we've come as a species. In most of human history, we've had to worry about hunger, wars, disease, or pests destroying our crops. As we wake up in 2020, stretch our limbs and rub our eyes, we open up our diary to check what needs to be done and realise that most of the previous problems have been solved. Clean water, infrastructure, education, vaccinations and irrigation for crops all have made huge improvements that our ancestors could only dream of. Today we're more likely to die from obesity than starvation, more likely to die from old age than wars. We can lift our eyes up to the horizon and wonder what to do with our day. What needs to be top of our agenda? What is going to demand our attention? In the 12th century, King Canute tried to stop the power of the oceans. As King of England, he thought he could control nature. He was wrong. We humans have invented some amazing things. However, as King Canute found out the hard way, it's impossible to defy nature. Nature is unpredictable. You can do everything right in the moment and the results can go against you. You can choose how to set your sail, but you you won't know which way the wind will blow. If you had a 10% chance of a fatal car accident, you'd take the necessary precautions. If you had all your net worth in a single share and that had a chance of falling 10%, you'd reevaluate your asset allocation. So when we know that the world is warming and there's a 10% chance that this might lead to catastrophe before beyond anything we can imagine. Why aren't we doing more about environmental destruction right now? 
The Great Pacific Garbage Patch is the largest landfill in the world. It's estimated to be worth twice the size. It's estimated to be twice the size of Texas and is 100 feet deep. This gigantic modern monument to our consumer society is in the ocean, dodged by sailors and shunned by fishermen who call it a desert due to its lack of fish. This 3.5 million tonnes of rubbish is thought to contain 90% plastic, with everything from children's toys to toothbrushes and plastic bottles, which were likely used once and thrown away. It has been estimated that since 1980, humans have consumed one third of the planet's resources. Forest, fish, natural minerals, metals and other raw materials. What's mine is yours, Rachel Botsman and Rue Rogers. The breath of every human life, in ev- of every minute of every day, relies on nature. However, 5% of the Earth's surface is burned every year. This is the size of the country Greece. There is so much that humans don't know about the millions of different species on the planet. The depth and complexity of the natural biosphere is incredible. It is in our interest to protect the biodiversity of the planet. of cancer drugs come from natural sources. We won't make our full potential as a species unless we work with nature rather than against it. We often forget that the most important and vital parts of Maslow's hierarchy of needs are air, water and food and is totally reliant on nature. We have been moving to, we've been trying to move away from nature rather than towards nature. The world needs a portfolio of long-term investments of natural capital. A diversified world, a biodiversified world, is much less risky than reliant on only a few species. We need better management of the Earth's natural resources. Humans' food is, is mainly from four grasses for the majority of the global food sources. This is wheat, rice, corn and millet. If any of these crops fail then so does our population. One type of banana makes up 95% of the global output. A pest or disease could easily eradicate this banana species, showing how fragile the human progress actually is. This is taken from E.A. Wilson. There are important benefits of nature on human health and well-being. Evidence suggests that nature and natural settings can reduce stress and improve our well-being. One study, which I got from the book, uh, the book More Human, showed that a person with a view to nature reduced reduced that person's stay at hospital and required less medicine than someone who had um, who uh, viewed that someone who didn't have access to that nature. Nature isn't just beautiful, it's practical. The natural environment provides essential services which actually saves millions of pounds every year. A pound spent on investment into trees provides seven pounds back of to the economy. Nature prevents floods, filters water and cleans the air. This increase of carbon dioxide into the Earth's atmosphere caused by burning fossil fuels would be reduced by the humble tree. Nature saves lives and communities in times of natural disasters. Engineers are increasingly turning to the natural rather than the concrete and machinery to prevent costly flooding. Despite nature's great importance, we have become disconnected. Rebalancing the economy. What gets measured gets managed. 
We have become disconnected from nature. We have lost our inner truth or essence. For all the progress that we have made, we need to remember where we come from. Our ancestors would, would look up at the millions of stars each night for hundreds of thousands of years, seeing and realising how insignificant we human beings are in this universe. Light pollution from street lamps and 24-hour convenience stores in cities across the globe has meant that when we look up into the night sky, we no longer see the vast galaxies and planets which connects us with, the, with our place in the universe. Cities have become disconnected to the countryside and what we once knew as countryside is now a human construction which has lost its alignment with the natural cycles of nature. Ancient forests were cut down and provided and burnt to provide wood to light fires to keep, our human, to keep humans warm during the winter and coal was used to furnish engines of industrial growth. Oil was used to drive cars for, to people to work and help grow our food on the, and help increase food onto the dinner table. Today, natural gas from fossil fuels from the past heats our homes and our water. This amazing self-balancing act of nature is increasingly becoming unbalanced. We need to question the idea of unlimited growth because the more and more people who consume the Earth's natural resources and the capacity of the environment to withstand this change. We often talk about a battle with nature, forgetting that if there was a fight, then we would be on the losing side. We often have an attitude to nature that we don't see ourselves as part of nature, but as an outside force looking to dominate or control it. We have this illusion of unlimited power, and this illusion is fed by our scientific and technological advances. Humans are the children of nature, not their masters. We have to conform our actions to certain natural laws. The, the system of nature of which humans are part of tends to be self-cleaning, self-adjusting, self-balancing. If we do not rebalance our economy, then Mother Nature will do it for us. The mass extinction that will occur if we do not change our behaviour, not, it's not just other other um, species like the Tasmanian tiger, the Falkland Island wolf and of course the dodo, it will be humans that will be on the extinction list. As a bee gathering nectar does not harm or disturb the colour or smell of the flower, so should businesses and individuals move through the world. Human vices of greed and envy are systematically cultivated. Advertisers promote their products to teenagers with the aim of making it cool to consume. In high school, if you didn't have the right t-shirt or shoes, then you weren't going to be in the cool group. That, you wouldn't, that girl wouldn't go on a date with you unless you had the right car. Our status in society's pecking order is still linked to what we wear rather than what we do. What we consume compared to what we have achieved. This consumption may increase gross domestic product but not as people feel it. What were luxuries for our ancestors are today considered necessities. GDP, gross domestic product, measures everything except what makes life meaningful. Earth provides enough to satisfy every human need, but not every human's greed. Gandhi. Our human, 
Our economy is focused on consumption rather than the laws of nature. We need to understand the current continuous growth model is leading to environmental disaster and therefore economic catastrophe. You never know what is enough unless you know what is more than enough. William Blake Nature is in us humans. Whether we realise it or not, nature is part of us and is not and not just our higher forms, but in all its grotesque and wildness. We need to work with nature rather than against it. We need to move use science and technology towards the organic, the gentle and the non-violent. Today, we need a business model that works with nature. We need to evolve as a species and focus on progress and move away from a measure that was introduced in during war to maximize production during wartime. Today, we need to rebalance growth rate. So what is useful? It shouldn't be what the market decides. It should be what society decides. What is growth? Should growth be determined by how much it's produced? Or should it be focused on the quality of life as we experience it? What values do we want to teach our children? What gets measured gets managed. Peter Drucker. Let's measure something meaningful. Imagine a car crash. This would obviously be devastating to everyone involved. However, this would be a positive for our current measure of progress. Gross domestic product. GDP tracks the value of goods and services. This car crash may cause injury and even death. And that's even before we mentioned the destruction to their everyday people's everyday lives, jobs and businesses. This crash would be a positive thing for GDP. It would require a doctor to see these patients, an ambulance driver, and the two new cars would need to be bought. And it would uh, create positive things for the steel industry and and rubber for the tyres. This creating extra demand. GDP was introduced during the aftermath of the 1930s depression and then came about during World War II to increase the productivity or how many things are produced by a country. GDP was an efficient way to make more stuff. However, today we need to me- we need a measure that gives life more meaning that gives life more meaning. GDP causes an arms race causing more destruction to the planets, an arms race between different countries. GDP measures consumption, meaning the more stuff that is made and then uh, meaning more stuff is dis- disposed of the better. It shows GDP as the health of the country. GDP doesn't measure the things that really matter. GDP rewards the person who consumes on credit cards but punishes the careful saver and investor. It fails to measure the volunteer who helps make someone's day at the old people's home or the grandparents who help with childcare. GDP rewards consumption. This can't go on. The main problem with GDP is it measures companies every three months which means a quarter it means everything of value takes time to grow and this this such short measure doesn't allow for long-term thinking that would benefit humanity gdp measures everything except what makes life meaningful we need a new measure as people actually feel it as if people actually mattered so if we consume more resources at the same rate, then there will be no world to pass on to our children and our grandchildren. So what is progress? 
So progress is moving forward towards a destination. The problem we have is that we have no destination to head towards, no end in mind that we should aim for. Investing in infrastructure that won't benefit us or our children, but our children's children. So improving or getting better than the day before, leaving the world a better place than we found it. We need to look at great civilizations of the past and learn from them. Let's look to the Renaissance period and the Enlightenment period of history, which due to expansion of knowledge, new ideas, education combined, this improved um, human collaboration, great architecture and an improvement in the quality in, in the people's life. So how do we move? No, we're moving forward. So Helga, the German philosopher, believed that progress is ultimately furthered by the person who is out of step with the majority. So only this person, this genuine nonconformist, really experiences freedom. This person who questions the current understanding of progress or happiness, this unhappy consciousness is the source of progress. Machinery that brought us abundance has left us in want. Our knowledge has become cynical. Our cleverness hard and unkind. More than cleverness, we need kindness and gentleness. Without these qualities, life would be violent and all would be lost. That was the first part of the chapter 11 from my book, Millennial Money Mindset. If you want the fruits, you need the roots. In the second half of that chapter, I take you through the solutions to the current environmental crisis that we're currently facing and explain how you, the listener at home, have now got the power to change things for the better. You have a pound coin in your back pocket and you can buy companies you can own and you have a say in how these companies are now run. So please buy my book, Millennial Money Mindset. If you want the fruits, you need the roots. It was shortlisted by the Financial Times in 2018. It was a bestseller, an Amazon bestseller on Amazon in 2019. And I've currently just rewritten it and edited it. So packed with even more value than for you at home. It's £10. So yeah, you're going to get loads and loads of value from that £10 that you spend. So yeah, thanks so much for joining us. My name is Neil Doig. I am the author of Millennial Money Mindset. If you want the fruits, you need the roots. The creator of the card game, Football Formation, Asset Allocation, and the founder of Money Tips, which stands for Tax, Investment, Property, Pension, Savings. So we're different We educate, inspire, and we coach you on your own investing. So we empower you to make your own decisions, and meaning that we can save you thousands of pounds from fund managers and expensive advice fees. Yeah, thanks so much. And please like, please subscribe, and please tell a friend about Millennial Money Mindset. If you want the fruits, you need the roots. Money. Mindset.